Blog Talk Radio. Gonna take you to the glory. I can't stand it, no. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, now where the south side. Uh, uh, uh. Now where the west side. Again, even if I don't hit again, dog, are you fucking kidding? My hat, my shoes, my coat, Louis Vuitton shit. With Donald Teller Versace, that's Louis Vuitton bitch. I think Hennessy, I drink, I'm gone. Off that Bacardi, Lamona, Corona, I'm zoning. Class back in session, so I up to the grade. In two years, the Wayne Wayne became the Wayne Wade. And hey, please don't star me. I'm like Nars Barkley, me talk Barkley. I'm Pop the Barkers, I'm Hood the Parkers. But y'all was in limbo. I raised the bar up, I touched on everything Married to the game, rocked the chain to the wedding ring Y'all bridesmaids catch the garter On nights when J-Romance Camouflage so much that I gotta do that yayo dance I'm on a war tour with common my man After each and every show, a couple dykes in the band It's easy, the hood love to listen It's Jeezy and Wheezy And oh yeah, Yeezy, I did it for the glory Game all messed up. How I'm supposed to stand out when everybody get dressed up? So yeah, at the Grammys I went ultra Javosa. Yeah, that tuxedo might have been a little Guido, but with my ego, I can stand there in a speedo and be legit like a fucking hero. The glory, the story, the chain, the polo, the night, the grind, the empty bottles, the nodos. Tank on empty, whipping my mama bobo. I spent that gas money on clothes with logos. The fur is Hermes, shit that you don't floss. The Goryard so hard, man. I'm you go far. Why I gotta ask what that two dough cost? House in the hill, two doughs from Tracy Ross. And I'm asking about a girlfriend, yeah, the dark skinned one. She asked you about the speedboat side, miss. We winning them when you meet me in person. What do you feel like? I know, I know, I look better in real life. I hear people compare each other big a lot. You know, big and pop, you know, they get it hot. I guess that's how I live. I wanna be compared to big. Anyone, big pun, big L, or notorious. Sit in, get money and stunt and stay glorious. And I'ma stop killing these niggas soon as the chorus hit. Yeah, I'ma stop killing these niggas soon as the chorus hit. Uh. These haters be killing themselves. They wanna come and get the glory.
Now greetings to the world. Youngster no live in a tenement yard. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watch you, watch you, watch you. Too much so, 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 so. Them chatty, chatty, chatty. All is pretty. Sean Carter shit, nigga, ho. Sean was on that gospel shit. I was on the total fucking opposite shit. Up a million dollars in the stock draw. That's a raw chest in case you need your chest knocked off. Y'all be talking crazy under the IG pictures. But when you get the hell, you tell them Blanco sent you. I can't take no threats, I got a set of twins. Those were just the words you never hear again. For the final time, you don't believe these fools. I never seen a worker rock so many jewels. Never. I never seen a runner with so many cars. Y'all couldn't stop me, not as tough as you say you are. My advice is just don't be too nice to niggas Just set the price to niggas to live your life, my nigga Once upon a time in the projects Sean was in flight mode, I bought a Pyrex I was in fight mode, oh now it's fuck me, mijo I was moving them kilos, help you move your peoples Sometimes you need your ego, gotta remind these fools Who they effing with, but we got effing too Before we had A&Rs, we had ARs too We the only ones really moving like y'all say y'all do We still moving like y'all niggas say y'all did Emery passed you niggas and he did a bid Tata jumped over niggas, he like 5'6 Got the heart of a giant, don't you ever forget Don't you never forget, Jigga got this shit poppin' I pulled out the pot when we was out of options. Youngster no live in a tenement yard. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watch it, watch it, watch it. Them so, 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 so. Too much chatty, chatty, chatty. Fuck chatty, all this pretty so, Sean so, Carter so, shit, nigga, ho. Put that drum in your ear, don't get smirked. I Bobby Smurda, anybody you heard of. Niggas could not be further. I fathered your style. Birth of a nation, that Turner style. Uh, y'all make me turn up all this talking down. Uh, niggas are skipping leg day just to run their mouth. I be skipping leg day, I still run the world. I press the head of your team with one finger curl. I line you all up with one finger wave. Make niggas weed. Niggas is out here fake. Lace front to the back, don't front. Y'all gon' make me wig, I'ma give y'all what y'all want. Youngster uh. no live in a tenement yard. Shedlocks no live in a tenement yard. Too much watchy, 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 and them so, 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 so. Too much chatty, 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 and them so, 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 so. Can't you see it's my ambition? I come to nice up the whole nation. What a bum bum, Lord, I miss a what a bum bum. Do it, Jack. Can't you see it's my ambition? I come to nice up the whole nation. What a bum bum, what a bum bum. I don't give a goddamn, I don't give a goddamn. When me come a dance, I'm a slip on Guinness. Yo, crowd of people go and mind your business. This hunting season. Make I tell you hunting season. Well, I tell you something season. Yo, this a hunting season. Cake and dumpling season. Spinners and dumpling season. Don't play by the king, love star line I bring, you know. Vice to the one fan, go the banking, top ranking, keep it shanking. Ooh-wee, uh-huh. Hear me now.
And we in the building. Hooray. Happy New Year. Hi, Boyle. How you doing? <laughs> we all sound like we're half asleep right now. It's a mess, but uh, nevertheless, we're in the building. So Yes, we are here. I was thinking about rich and famous people. I also was thinking, like, if you became rich and famous, what would you do? Like, me, for instance, if I became rich and famous, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to make sure that me and the fam is set. I'm going to make sure that we good, right? Uh-huh. And also, I'm thinking, like, I could give back to the community or maybe spread some positivity in the community. I mean, what about what about y'all? Well, that's two completely different things when you say rich and famous. I would never want to be famous, but I wouldn't mind being wealthy. And um, I've already got my prayer together between me and God regarding my finances and when, not if, but when I become financially secured and secure generational wealth for my kids. Um, I have my plan already in place, and it's mostly going to be comprised of, of course, making sure that my kids have investments and they have something to to have. Whether I'm here or not, when they become adults, they're going to be set. And then, of course, I'm already giving back to my community, and I'm going to continue doing that. And then I'm going to try to invest in small business owners and try to help them get a head start. And why did you say you wouldn't want to be famous? Oh, I don't. I don't like my face being out there. I prefer to be in the background and make the money. <laughs> I'm fine collecting the checks if someone else is the face of something else. That's just me. I'm just very low key. Very low key. I don't like to be out in the open. I don't like to be the face of anything. I don't mind being in the background. Give me the checks. You just want the money. Yes, just give me a check. And it's not even on some greedy mess. It's like I literally had this discussion with God very recently. I mean, it's always been in my head, but, like, I'm serious. Like, I'm actually making moves towards it, and I'm actually doing things to make changes in my situation. And my biggest prayer is that allow me to have the finances to change my surroundings and those in it. So not just give me what I want, but give me what I want so I can be a blessing to other people because I don't want to just hoard what God gives me. I want to actually make changes and have the power to change it. Because, you know, power, unfortunately, especially in our society, tends to be money. And it doesn't mean money should run everything, but that's just what it is. Like, you really can't get ahead of anything. Like, for instance, you have a situation where you're not happy where you live. It takes money to move. People say, oh, we'll just move. Okay, well, it's not that simple. First, you have to find a place you can afford. Then you got to come up with sometimes two or three months of security. Then you got to have the money to move and relocate all of your stuff. And then depending on the condition of your previous place, you may have to throw stuff out, and then you got to literally start over. So it's not a matter of just saying, oh, I want to just move. Like, it's not that simple. And that's just, like, on the lighter end. Like, there could be more serious things that's going on in people's lives. But a lot of times it takes money to do so. And if you don't have the means, then, you know, you're pretty much stuck. Like, I just had a discussion with 
uh, a really close family member, and she literally still stuck in her life right now. Like, yeah, she's working. She has a car. Things are going kind of okay, but finances are the biggest struggle right now because she's stuck right now and been stuck in this situation for a couple of years because she's trying to work some things out to get financially stable enough to be able to change the situation. So that's just my, my my goal is to be stable enough to make the changes necessary in not just my life, but I want to make a difference, a substantial difference in other people's lives too. Okay, and let me let me ask you this. You said you wanted to be in the background. So you would be let me see, industry wise, you would be okay with just being in the background like you wouldn't want to be on front about nothing? Uh, for the most part, no. <laughs> like, I'm sure you've seen interviews with people like Neo, and people have either ghost-written or written songs for other people. Yeah, they had an okay solo career, but a lot of them complained that it was much better when they were in the background just producing or writing songs, because you still collect the money and the royalties, but you don't have people in your business. You don't have people in your life following you around, like, because no one knows who you are. You're just a name. Mm. Um, Rain, what kind of thoughts you got on this? Rain. Hello? Rain, what kind of thoughts you got on this? On what? I'm sorry. I, I, I know I'm multitasking. I had asked her what would she do if she became rich and famous. Okay. I I heard what she said. So does the same question apply to me? Yes. If I became rich and famous, um, let's see. I mean, you mean like with money? Yeah. Okay, well, if I became rich and famous, I mean, I would, you know, I don't know. A lot of people be stingy with their money. I'm not that type of person. Like, if I can help somebody, then I'm willing to do so. Uh, I just want to be have enough money to where I'm financially stable. And uh, my family members that I know are actually trying to help themselves and give a damn about how they live in life. They're financially yeah. stable and nobody's wanting for anything. And then... I would be considered a philanthropist because I'd be giving money back to the people who actually need it, those who are trying to help themselves but can't seem to get ahead for whatever reason mm-hmm. or another, not the people that just want to sit on their ass and, and, and have a hand With out. their hand out, counting your money. <laughs> right. I, I'm trying to help those who are trying to help themselves. And Teray was also saying that she was more comfortable with being without without the, the background, part. With, well, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, the real. I'm gonna be honest. Real rich people don't advertise the fact that they're rich. They look Thank like you. the rummiest people problem. you've ever seen in your life. Cause they don't care about all the name brands, all the Gucci, the Prada, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So all these people be running to the stores to go buy. Mm-hmm. Rich people ain't trying to prove to you they rich. They don't give a fuck about your they opinion. They know how the rich they are. <laughs> and right. they don't care whether you know it or not. Okay, let me pose this other question. So, 
if you were in the industry, do you guys think you would ever Which industry are we talking about? Industry? Music, movies? Okay. We, we can talk about any industry here. No, no specifics. What, like, what okay, was the one you said the, if you were in the industry? What? Hold on. Like, you, you, you got the wealth. You got the fans. Would you date someone inside the industry, or do you think you would still date someone outside the industry? That I couldn't answer because I have never been famous. <laughs> I would not know how that works. I would think, because I'm trying to think of, like, actual industry couples, like people who are both in the industry. Um, I'm, I'm, I've heard complaints both ways. I've heard complaints about having a very public relationship and dating someone and having drama because, you know, your relationship dissolves due to people, too many people being in your business. And then I've also heard of insecurities of the non-famous person complaining about uh, not having that person to themselves. And then I've also heard of people being happy with both. So it's like, I don't know. I couldn't say. I guess it all depends on how public you want to make your issues. Like, for instance, people use Jay and Beyonce as, like, the typical, you know, Hollywood couple. But I don't know much about their relationship. I mean, because they seem to be very private people about their own business. And I actually can respect that. I like that a lot. They don't, like, flaunt their business. And you don't ever really hear much about drama going on in their relationship. And that's how I prefer to have it. So regardless of whether I was famous or not, I wouldn't want my business on front street. Rain, your thoughts? Uh, me, um, industry is an industry, no matter what industry it is. I'm not really caught up in labels. I'm more who of a person who lives my life according to how I feel I should live my life. So I'm not going to say that I would date somebody in or out of the industry. I'm not attracted to money or anything of that. I'm attracted to personality and a person's soul at the end of the day. So it really wouldn't matter to me either way. But I would definitely be public as far as the things that go on in my relationship because at the end of the day, my relationship is my relationship, and I don't expect somebody that's not in my relationship to understand the decisions that I've made as far as my relationship. Would I be secretive about who my boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever it is? Absolutely not. You would publicly know who I'm with, but as far as what and how my relationship goes down, it's none of your business. Uh huh. Whatever did you say? That's how I feel about that. Uh, you know, I'm public for private. My what about you, that DJ? Pay you in my relationship, ain't it? <laughs> I mean, I agree with y'all. And I That's think, it. You agree? <laughs> I mean, I def- I'm definitely in agreement. I mean, I look at it like this. I think I, I think I could date somebody. I mean, but as long as my business is my business, like y'all said. Uh huh. I mean, but here's That's the quickest a, way to get here, broken up. Here, 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 here's a, here's another thing. I think. Hopefully it's safe in saying I'm sure we all have had a celebrity crush or something like that. Mm-hmm. If your celebrity crush came and said, okay, they wanted to be with you, do you think that would take you away from your current? Or at yeah. that given point in time? No, right? 
not because karma is a serious bitch. <laughs> and I am not with it. I am afraid of karma. I don't do that. I would say no simply because you didn't want me when I was a nobody, even though you didn't know mm-hmm. I existed. But you could have known I existed if you didn't put yourself on a pedestal because of money. So it would be a no for me. Don't want me now yeah, because I would you have to question. Exist. I would have to question your motives as well. Your like, genuine. Why, why yep. now? Like, is this a, is this a, a I would want to be with option? somebody who was with me when I ain't have nothing. Mm-hmm. Is this is this a, a PR stunt? Like, what? I'm confused. What is it? <laughs> right, because I know you was with me because you want to be with me, not because I got money. Mm-hmm. Right. Any of my callers want to talk, press one. Yeah, I said no. That was the right answer. <laughs> also, uh, real quick, I'm live via Instagram, so if anybody has anything that you want to say, you don't want to call in, you could drop your comment below. I'm not sure which one of my other hosts are live via Facebook, but I'm definitely live via Instagram if you have any comments. Chuck, you can shout out the number if they decide they want to call in. 215-383-3975. Again, two one five three eight three three nine seven five. If I need to say it slower, it's two one five three eight three three nine seven five. Um, it, it's it's funny because that kind of topic one kind of ties in the topic two just a little bit, and it, it's something that ponders my mind, like you guys said. You didn't want me when I was nothing, so why do you want me now? Mm-hmm. Furthermore, in a breakup sometimes, why do you think it goes a person doesn't want you until they see you with someone else? Um, I actually know someone who this happened to, and... um. This guy, um, he was really close with an entire family of people. Like, it started with one person. You know that one person that infiltrates your whole family? Not in a bad way when I say infiltrate. It's like, you know, they catch the hearts of a lot of people in your family and just become cousins so-and-so, even though they're not the cousin, but, you know, everybody's cool with them, right? So Mm -hmm. cousin so-and-so had a crush on the sister of the original friend for a long time. That sister blew him off for the longest, for years, literally, like, maybe 12 years, like, that long. And it's not so much that he was, like, really persistent with it, but I'm sure she knew how he felt because he said he expressed it numerous times. So cousin so-and-so met a friend of the family, and the friend of the family and him ended up being a couple. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. the sister that um, wasn't interested and has zero interest starts having an attitude and don't want to come to family functions anymore because he's going to be there. And suddenly you always got something to say when he's around. Now you got something to say about that friend when they come around. And, like, when they got to the root of it, she was salty because he wasn't pursuing her anymore. So I'm not sure if she really wanted him per se or if she was just salty because she wasn't getting that attention and she was feeding off of it. She was getting a high off of his thirstiness for her. And now that that thirst was quenched, she was a little salty about that. So I'm not sure. Right. And then it's like another thing that I noticed because this happened to me when I was younger. I have somebody in my 
immediate circle that likes to play the background. I mean, I don't know if they still do that to this day. But I know back in the day they did that a lot. His principle was he watched everybody who was in a relationship or everybody who talked to somebody. His whole thing is, all right, I'm going to play the backfield and I'm going to wait for one of you niggas to fuck up (laughs) so I can take my opportunity. What kind of predatory shit, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, this is just something. This is just something that hacking about. She's telling the truth because he tried me. Oh. But let me wow. ask you this: <laughs> Do y'all think that? Listen, I'm trying to figure out how I put it. It's like it's 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 like giving too much information. It's like God talking, girl talk. It's like okay. how much how much information should you tell your girlfriend about your husband or your boyfriend or vice versa? Oh, you mean like a friend, a good friend? Yeah. Um, I have a rule of thumb because I've been through so much, not so much in my relationship, but as individuals, my husband and I have gone through a lot throughout our marriage, not so much marital issues, but, you know, things happen. But mm. that alone has led me not to trust telling people my business. Like, and that means anybody. Because when you think you're leaning on somebody for support and, you know, just for a shoulder to cry on, they easy to throw it back in your face and use it against you. So mm. a listening ear becomes a talking mouth. Yeah. So after having that experience, I have learned from, like, year one or two of my almost 11-year marriage to keep your business to yourself. So I, mean, I, just, I just don't trust anyone. Even my, even, and I'm talking about people who not just family members or immediate family members, aunt, uncle, cousin. I'm talking about so-called best friends that became, right. you know, not so much enemies, but became people that you are real picky about what you want to say. And it's crazy, and it's very hurtful, but you know what? I appreciate learning those hard life lessons and... God has taught me that it's literally me and him in this. Like, it's just me and him because when all chips are down, whether he's the cause of the problem or not, at the end of the day, those are problems me and him have to work out, and no one else should be involved in that because you see how it backfires. It's funny because Rain and I, we were um, we were discussing, I mean, for years. I mean, even, even on Instagram the other day, she was looking at this post, and I forget – which rapper this was tied into. But he was going on about how I think Shorty smashed all the homies. Rain, was it something to that nature? It was Meek Mills that made a tweet that said, now my first question when I meet a chick that that I'm interested in is, how many uh, niggas I'm cool with you done smashed? You be going in thinking it's maybe one or two, and it's actually five or six. Walk in the room with you and half my homies in the room that smashed before me. Um, I have a couple questions in my mind. For one, what's the point in making this post? Is it just a sub, just to sub women for the hell of it? Or are you really asking this question? Because I think where this stems from is, remember when April and Fizz started dating? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So around that time when that peaked, um, Meek Mill made something similar 
of a post. He made a comment Instagram. about how they was wilding or whatever, and she said you just yeah. mad because you and she came back and was like, you was just somebody. Exactly. So what I'm thinking is this is like a to-be-continued part two of that post where he's just trying to be smart. No, it was in regards like to... I think it was in regards to Lori Harvey because, you know, Lori Harvey and Future just came out public with their so-called relationship. But, you know, that little girl got around. She mm, went from first of all, she is Sean not a Harvey. She changed her Diddy, name. From Diddy <laughs> to whoever else. Yeah, that that, that little thing on the move. Um, mm. So he was saying, like, in regards to females like that. I mean, I get it, but at the end of the day, I kind of feel the way that April feels. So what? I've been with whoever before, and you just might happen to know them or y'all just might be close. At the end of the day, if them and I are done and neither one of us have no ill feelings or no no love lingering or anything, why does that matter to you? Why is that any of your concern? My past shouldn't have anything to do with what I'm trying to build in my future. And I say this, and I'm going to continue to say this, a lot of y'all are sitting back single and fucking miserable because you're too worried about who somebody done slept with before they got with you. You're so worried about what the next person going to say if you get with them at the end of the day. That may be your soulmate that you're blocking because you're so worried about somebody else. At the end of the day, you got to live your life for you because at the end of the day, when these people are sitting back talking about you, my favorite thing is what you eat don't make me shit and who you fuck don't make me come. I don't get paid for worrying about who you're laying down with at the end of the night. That may be the love of your life. And so what? I slept with him five, six years ago. I don't feel nothing for him. I don't feel no type of way. Sis, go get your soulmate. And here comes the naysayers. Especially if they boy. All right. Who, who who did it better? You know. It, who did it? Who, who was better in bed? That is the stupidest question I ever heard in my life. Because who, to me, it's not a matter it, of who is better in bed. Because you're, the, the connection you and I shared might be not be the connection that him and I shared. So spiritual-wise, sex-wise, you might have been the bomb. But, but he meets me sexual-wise. And he's touching my spirit at the same time. So he didn't blew my thoughts off. But why do you care? Why is that even a question? Once again, why do you want me now that I'm with someone new? Because you don't wish your well to the water run dry. Or you're so obsessed with a person. And you know that a person is such a good person that you don't want them with nobody else. You want to be the only person to reap the benefits oh, oh. of that person, even if you don't and deserve it. Or want them. You just want the attention. That that person was giving you, and now that that attention is off of you, it's bothering you. And, you Which know, I think is childish, another, childish and toxic as hell. Like grow up. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's, it's and it's another thing I learned. And some people would say it's childish, but back to my, but back to my boys, like I said, who played the outfit. It was just like... But, like, what? my question is, what's the point of, of that, though? Like, what is the point of being that predatory that you're only waiting until, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, because, don't you know. know, we live in a world where you where we don't have bright people. Um, <laughs> for starters, we don't have bright people. I mean, when, you, when you're young, depending on the lifestyle you live, you might do a lot of dumb shit. Uh-huh. And... That was just his thing. It was like, all right, like boys is boys. Boys always had conversations. Yeah, somewhere down the line, like you learn, you don't put so much, so much into the conversations. Oh yeah, well you know, shorty, let me do this and I yada 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 and I yada 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 yada. 
know what I'm saying? Because now you got the nigga in the backfield. Now, I want to see, can I can I get in where I fit in? Huh? So you're saying that this person not just waits till you have an argument with your boyfriend, but he pretends to be the, the shoulder to cry on and then weasels his way in like that? He he's more or less he's a person that you could talk to, but uh huh he's another person like if he looks at you and he might take a liking he'd be like all right you know if you fuck that up then I'm gonna try to bring that home like I said that was just his that was his mentality like oh, you fuck it up and we'll try to bring it home I mean me none of this is, is funny but it's just hilarious to me. Me and Rain's a perfect example of that because back in the day, when me and Rain were just good friends, you know, she called up one day and and he's like, "Oh, I'm saying though, so what's up with me and you?" Oh my god! And then I'm not trying to shade nobody, but you got certain females the same way you got certain dudes. Yeah, yeah. That just that just all fall into that trap. Huh. But I said it's young, it's young and being stupid. But you got grown folks that do it too, so I can't even charge it to the young game. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of old fools. Yeah, it's just not a lot of old fools. I remember I used to be a part of this women's group that used to meet up, and um, this one woman, I just couldn't believe the amount of dumb shit that came out of her mouth. And mind you, she's supposed to be number one, a mother in her church. And then she also was supposed to be seasoned in life and, you know, in her late 60s. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe she has some wise words. No, you might as well have been talking to Cardi B. Because the advice that she was giving people was like, well, it was horrible. And I was like, is she fucking kidding me? And she was dead certain. People were laughing and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, no, this woman, because, you know, we used to go there. And it was like a kumbaya type of thing. So somebody had a serious life issue that they were crying and everything. You know what I mean? And they really mm-hmm. needed advice. And instead of her giving her some constructive stuff, oh, the best way to get over a man is get up under a new one. Everyone's laughing. Oh, look at Grandin. She's being all spicy. And I was like, no, this bitch is retarded. Like, the woman that's talking <laughs> and crying, like, she's, no, but seriously, it pissed me off because the woman was really hurting. Like, you could tell it really messed with her. And it hurt her to her core. And she was just, like, really messed up behind it. And then that's the advice you give her. And I was like, yo, y'all are fucking stupid. And I can't. So <laughs> there are there's there's a strong abundance of dumb Young people and dumbass old people too. So old fools are probably the worst because you had a whole lifetime to get it together and you're still dumb. Like anyway, but my, sorry, that was my rant. My whole, my, whole, my, my whole thing is even when you go lay up under that new person, the problems are still there. It's like putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. Like the hurt is still there. You're not fixing anything. Okay, you got a temporary nut and that helped you a little bit. Okay, great. But guess what? When that person get up and leave, you still have the pain. So what was the point? You could have bought a vibrator and done that to yourself every day. <laughs> Rather than allowing yourself to let somebody else into your body, you could have just did it your damn self without the body. And I... I I've seen some people. I mean, I don't. I don't even know why this question came to me, honestly. But I'm saying, I'm just. It's like we have all the time and opportunity to love the ones 
Yeah, but fuck that church. What's that? I mean, and of course, separation hurts. It does. But once we fully separated, and once we fully moved on, like you, you want me now? What's What's different now that I got with such and such that you want me now that you didn't want me then? Are you you worried about how I'm doing whatever I'm doing to them? Or whatever the case is, or do you see that I'm more happier over here? Because, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it on both sides. You know. Uh, damn, I gotta, I gotta get her back. Uh, I gotta get him back. I gotta get him back. Well, that has happened. When you say get someone back, meaning like you end a relationship with someone, and then when you move on, not even so much when you move on. Once you're done with them and seriously done, like I'm not even going back and forth. Um, yes, they realize what they did and they want to get back. But I can honestly say I've never gone through the situation of me wanting yeah, someone and then they didn't want me. And so I got with them. Like, that hasn't happened. But the other situation has with access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody wants to talk, press one. Oh, big. Rain, run your mouth. Let's hear what you got to say. As far as what? Yesterday, like 15. I mean, I feel like this, as far as what you just said, uh, why won't me now that I've moved on and I'm with somebody else, like, I think what happens is, and it's not, to me, I don't think it's just as simple as me being with somebody else and you wanting me back or wanting me now because I'm with somebody else. I think that people forget and fall in love with the idea of what somebody's relationship looks like from the outside, forgetting that at the end of the day, what he or she does with that person in their relationship, they may not necessarily do for you or or, or treat you how they treat that individual simply because you're not that person and vice versa. Or maybe in that relationship that they were in with you, they had some growing and self-awareness to do. Y'all broke up. They did that. Now, the person that they couldn't be for you or the things that they realized were their, were their flaws or faults from in that relationship, they used them to better the current relationship they are in. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that because not everybody that you come past or end up dating is supposed to be with you forever. And a lot of people forget that and get caught up in the, oh, but the sex was good and, oh, we had bomb conversation. Yeah, great. Y'all had a nice bond, but that wasn't a permanent bond. That was a bond that you needed to take something from and keep it pushing on life and use it in a token as for somewhere else. Like, a lot of people get wrapped up in especially when it comes to marriages, and that it, it burns the inside of me, and I'm learning not to, you know, treat a person a ways because of it. But, like, I mainly see women do this. They lust after a married man because, oh, he treats her nice and he buys her things and he takes her places and yada, yada, yada. You're seeing what is happening on the outside, but do you know 
how much blood, sweat, and tears she had to put in to get her relationship where it is, to get her marriage where it is? Do you know how many hours she spent on her knees, putting blisters and making her knees black, bent down and where's, where's the church music? Where's the organs? Her marriage? <laughs> we need organs. Is <laughs> <laughs> she preaching? Come on now, uh, you don't know. What and you know the other thing is sometimes it's not so much the way he treats her. They want that title of wife. They want, you know what I mean? Like they're jealous of the fact that you have that title and they don't have it. <laughs> hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Fifty-eight oh nine. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. I'm enjoying the conversation. Good A evening. lot of positive input. Um. I just want to interject that sometimes you never miss the water till the well runs dry, you know, and I think that men are, whether we want to believe it or not, I think men are polygamous by nature. I think that men like more than one woman, you know, and I think that sometimes <laughs> when people break up, they, they 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 have a tendency to look back at what they had, as Rain just was mentioning. And for a whole bunch of reasons, people look back at people and think that what they see other people have is better than what they had with them. But we often do look back at relationships and we look at the pros and cons, what was good and what wasn't so good. And and it is a learning curve. It is a time uh, where there's a teachable moment in all relationships. I think every relationship we have, it, it gives us, a, uh, it affords us, you know, a time to learn and grow. And, and, and just to be, you know, able to say you were in a relationship with someone that made you grow, I think it, it's important. And that makes us look back at relationships. It makes us you know, and and young lady, I'm I'm a, I'm a woman in my sixties, so um, the young lady that that I've heard so many you know wonderful things about, you know, but we can't judge. You know, I'm sorry you had that experience with an older woman that wasn't a wise woman. So I just wanted to also say that. Hello. Definitely. Yes, definitely. I'm here. Everybody okay. here. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, but, no, but, like, I just, I don't, I, I never understood the fact of lusting after what somebody else has. I mean, I agree that, okay, I aspire to have that kind of X, Y, and Z in my relationship, but I'm never in competition with nobody because I never know what happens when their door is closed. I don't know what the hell holds on behind their closed doors. So I'm never going to be like, oh, I got to do what she doing. I got to have what she having. I mean, like, I might see something and be like, oh, I would like to have that in my marriage, my relationship. I would like to do X, Y, and Z. But the grass is not always greener on the other side. Just because it's green don't mean it's real grass. Your grass could be just as pretty if you water it. But people always want what somebody else wants. They always want Or they're miserable and they want you to be miserable too. Because what I've experienced is I had a situation where – I don't know if this person was a friend of my husband's. I don't know, but an acquaintance that they were cool enough, whatever. This person purposely tried to say ignorant stuff and try to say, like, little smart comments and even insinuating that she knew something I didn't know. And she tried to pick a, a weekend that I know damn well we were together and we were out of state and trying to make it seem like, oh, yeah, he was at a party. But, like, basically just trying to start shit. 
And I knew it was all fake, but I realized that some people are just miserable because they can't have a steady, healthy relationship. So when they see you having a thriving, healthy, ha- healthy, happy relationship, it's like it it irks them to their core, and they just can't deal with that. And it's not so much that they even want what you have; it's just they don't want you to have it because they don't have it. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. When you stop investing so much energy into somebody else's, what have you? The same energy that you're investing into trying to make them miserable and be without. You could reciprocate that energy into yourself. And find, find somebody yourself. or find awareness yourself. You could have something that they have. You could have the same thing that they have or better. Look at yourself. Stop being worried about the next person at the end of the day. I just couldn't believe it. And it was funny miserable. because this person. They died huh? with a full life. Well, it's a, it's a huge, um, it's a big topic. And there's, you know, people, there's no two relationships alike. And, you know, mm-hmm. you never know why someone wants someone. Sometimes, you know, it's just best to, you know, just do what you're doing in your relationship and not worry about people wanting your man. Just have your relationship, you know. Don't don't even focus on someone wanting your man, you know, wanting you, you know, now that you're with someone else. You know, I think it's a waste of time to, you know, even put your energy into wondering why somebody would want. They want what you, if, if you, I believe this stuff, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. I think that if you have something good, you know, good, when something's good, somebody else is going to want it. You're not the only one that's going to want it. When something and that's with anything good. in life. you got a nice car, they're going to want right. it. you got more money, they're going to want right. it. you got that's a nice so, house, so they're going to want it. That's the same way in relationships. If it's good and they know it's good, they're going to want it too. So, and, and that's, you know, my dad used to say, you know, in relationships, if somebody wants you, you know, and they think you're good, somebody else is going to want you too. And uh-huh. that's just the way it is. That's the way life is. And so, you know, good conversation, y'all. And, um, hey, it's been, it's been, it's been great talking to you all. Good night. Good we're, night. Taking, we're taking a we're taking a five. So we'll be back in about five minutes. Everybody stay put. We'll be right back. Turn back the hands of time 
crying or anything. I just like that song. <laughs> <laughs> that You're song an animal. Really, that song is really a tearjerker. And I'm sure he's singing it right now. <laughs> depending <laughs> on the situation. Uh, and <laughs> furthermore, you're an it's asshole. So funny because <laughs> I said he's singing it right now, Jill. So he's good. He's singing. He wishes he wishes he could turn back the hands of time and burn all them tapes that he had. <laughs> it's so funny because I got text during the break, and <laughs> I got asked. It's like, um, can you legally play this song? Uh, I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, if so. you own the song on whatever it is that you're playing, I believe so. I know that they removed him from certain platforms, but <laughs> you can't that doesn't mean me you can't can play it. Play. I play whatever That's what I'm I want saying. It doesn't mean you can't play it though, just because like <laughs> if you don't like him, close your ears. Robert committed <laughs> them crimes. I Kelly made the music. Is it different? Man, I tell you, Rain and I video chat. That song comes on. Turn it off. But you know why I say turn it off. That has, that song has sentimental value to Not that it has anything to do with anybody. That's even like that's even like she tells me she tells me, Hey, CJ, go watch this video by Trey Song called Your Side of the Bed. You'll you'll like the video. Uh-huh. I get to the end of the video, I'm like I'm not crying or nothing. Somebody was just cutting onions or something. <laughs> oh man. Man, man, man. Yeah, but I couldn't I, I couldn't help but do that since we were talking about why do you want me that now that I'm with someone new. Mm-hmm. If I could turn back I wouldn't have did this. I wouldn't have did that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Then Celine Johnson but, came yeah. with. She heard it all before. <laughs> we just named a bunch of R&B songs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> uh, you know that's actually a I fun game we should play one day where we just like speak in songs, like start naming different words of songs or lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, Me and my husband did before. that for like a full hour on accident, and it was just hilarious because like there's literally a song for she everything. She said she heard it all before. He hit her with. Lady, I will die <laughs> for you tonight. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Hey, listen, yeah, but I, 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 I love that song. That's a, but that's a every now and again song that, that I say I can listen to. Mm-mm. I can't ever make it through this song without crying. You said what? Never. I can never make it through that song without crying. Oh. Until my listener that is currently texting me, they said they they said that they didn't have an issue with the song. They just were asking a question. Yeah. I wasn't specifying for them. What I said, what I said. If you got a problem with it. You don't like this music because Robert no, 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 did they, whatever no, they, crime. They, they, they didn't have a problem is. with it. They were just trying to. They were trying to make sure we were good. No, I know. I said I wasn't targeting them directly. I was saying anybody else that was listening. If you didn't want, like the song, 
because of who made the song, um, then you could close your ears. Now listen, I'm gonna R- listen. I go to the cookout and I hear R. Kelly. Hey, turn that up. Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> I said what I said. Robert committed the crimes. R. Kelly made the music. Two different things. Mm. You know what's so funny is a couple of weeks ago I went to DJ a party in Harlem. And uh-huh. I had R. Kelly on both decks. The other uh-huh. DJ came in and he was like, do not play no R. Kelly. Because all the controversy the people in here is going to get crazy. I'm like, like who was in the crowd? Crazy. Who was in the crowd, though? All, a bunch of yeah, white women? Was, like, was, who was there? It was a mixed, it was a mixed no, crowd. No, a bunch of geriatric black people. It was a mixed crowd. It was <laughs> so what would be the problem? Like, I said crowd. what I said. <laughs> a bunch of geriatric black people. And it was a good thing that I wasn't there. So that he would have played it and anybody would have felt some type of way. I would have started calling people out. I know you ain't talking. Wasn't your mama dating your granddaddy, your daddy, and your daddy was like 20 years older than your mama, and your grandma uh, was cool with that? Let's knock it off. Yeah, I ain't condoning that. All the old school artists have skeletons in their closet. Exactly. Listen, if, if James Brown can come and shoot up a ceiling, uh. and you still <laughs> listen to his music. <laughs> If half of those philand if half of those philandering uh freaking abusers at home that sing R and B songs that you danced to at your parents' wedding they was beating their wife's asses at the end of the show, like please, let's not do this. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. Let he who was without sin cast the first song. I mean, I don't agree with his behavior, but I'm not gonna pretend like he the only person I hear Carrying on with pedophilia and whatever else has Because guess what? A lot of y'all El- products of pedophilia. And guess what? Elvis is still considered the king of rock and roll, even though he married a 14 year old when he was 27. So that's His not. His cousin at that. Uh. And it's funny because I had said, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last show. Wanted him and Jerry Lee Lewis? Yeah. It's a bunch of them. All... But I had brought up um, Pretty Ricky. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I was like, they're very confused. Because in one breath you say the girl was age ain't nothing but a Too number. Young. That's what y'all said on the first album. And then on the mm-hmm. second album, y'all said Shorty was too young. <laughs> Listen, y'all got to pick um, one. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a number until somebody threatened to call the cops. And now she's too young. <laughs> There's a sequence of events. <laughs> they pick and choose when them rules are efficient for them. Mm-hmm. The same way people pick and choose when they want to use the Bible. Mm. So, Rain, I'm going to impose a question just to be funny. Mm. You want me while I'm fat. You still going to want me when I become skinny? <laughs> Sir. I wanted you when you was when you was anorexic skinny, and I want you now that you got a keg instead of a six pack or a twelve pack. Oh Lord Jesus! I, I probably still want you even if you become fat Albert big, but then I'm I'm gonna say, baby, we need to go that, to the gym. That, that's a that's, that, that's a little too big. We need to go to the gym. Hey hey hey! <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I'm do. sorry if anybody was offended that I just did that. No, I'm not. You feel some type of way. Oh, well, because <laughs> I said what I said, and y'all should have left that old ass man alone. Let's not pretend like y'all grandmas and great grandmas and great great grandmas weren't taking rookies on their own. I just think it's convenient that you bitches want to speak up and say, oh, she raped me some 30 years later. Knock it the fuck off. I ain't saying I'm not raped, I'm not victim shaming, or nothing. But ain't no way in hell, 30 and 40 and 50, 60 years I went by, and now I want to talk about how somebody touched me on the inside. We sitting at a family function. Well, you know, back in the day, Bill Cosby slipped the roof in my drink, and he had <laughs> sex with me that I didn't want. He gave me money. That's why I ain't saying nothing. But now since I'm dying, I want to come clean. I, I want to die with a clean soul. Yeah, like why why wait so long? That's even like that's even like with the Emmett Till thing. You know what I'm saying? Like this man got killed. Man, this boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, sorry. This got boy killed. And this bitch was on her deathbed when she said he didn't do it. I hope every, I hope, you know, I normally don't talk with this, but I'm going to say it today. I sincerely hope that every day of her life after that little boy got killed, that every day either he haunted her, gremlins came to her room and scratched up her leg. I don't give a damn. I hope she was tortured every day of her life. She deserved it. I hope she had nightmares every night to the point where she got to take pills to go to sleep. I, I know that, that God did his due diligence. Vengeance is my set of the Lord. So believe me when I tell you, he made her pay for that every day. And I, and you know what's crazy is you got to be careful the way you treat people and what you do in this life, especially if you have children, because if it doesn't come back to you, it's damn sure coming back from the your kids. The sins of the father fall mm-hmm. upon the son. Yes, sir. And I strongly believe in that, because even though my father's life was cut short, and I, I don't believe that he reaped the benefits of all the good that he did for this world, but I honestly believe that I'm reaping the benefits, because God has been very, very good to me, and everything that I've ever prayed for that I've really wanted as a desire of my heart, I've gotten it. Whether it be in my own time or God's time, I've gotten it. And I know it's because of my father and my mother and the, the sacrifices that they made. And he didn't get to enjoy it in this lifetime. But when he crossed over, all those blessings trickled down to me. So I strongly believe in that. So if you don't want your kids' lives to be screwed over, then I suggest, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but you have more of a chance of things being better for your hey, kids. I mean, you, you believe in God, if it, it is written. If he, it, if mm-hmm. it is so, if, he, if, if it's written in the book. So it is Don't so. be an asshole, uh, and your kids will be blessed. <laughs> okay. So, hey, guys, hey, on the subject, and it applies wait a minute, wait a minute, to the topic. Go ahead. Before you go there, I got a question. Y'all want to take yep. a three-minute praise break? Shut up. Um, <laughs> what I can do is I will take a shot. I'm going to tell you like you amen. heard earlier today. My Holy Ghost don't turn on and off. There's not a switch yes. to just go Holy Ghost on, Holy Ghost off. Yo, that was, I, I'm just so glad someone besides <laughs> me said it. Because I always thought that was weird when I watch these preachers on TV or on YouTube or whatever. And they're like, turn to your next yeah, team. They, like, they say it like 20,000 times. And they say, you get, you get five minutes. You only get five minutes. No. And then everybody thought, I was like, yo, that shit is so fake. And oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Wait a minute. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to turn to my neighbors. <laughs> they don't brush their teeth. Oh, high five five people. High five five people. Tell them, like, no, we're not doing this. 
<laughs> and I'm pretty sure God is up there like, stop putting my name in this. I don't have nothing to do with this. Stop. Right. God be like, you nigga. <laughs> yeah, but really you think I got you know something what? to do with this? I got something for you. All right. I'm just going to sit here and watch I'm gonna y'all give you three years. And you're going to just drop that <laughs> in the pulpit because you're lying on me. <laughs> All right. Let's let's get back to the topic at hand. Rain, what were you going to say? I was saying since it is one of the topics that we are discussing, and his name did come up because you brought up the song. I just got to know. Uh, how do y'all feel about this girl, Isabel, deciding mm. now she wants to fuck up and so-called tell the truth? I don't believe her, honestly. The I well is drying up. The account is frozen. The, the well the is drying up. She got to make money. And now you, now you want to say something. Because it, you know what dawned on me and somebody was like, you know what? Oh, my God, you right. But it's wrong that you feel that way. I was like, well, if it's wrong that I feel that way, I'll deal with God on Judgment Day because I feel like she's full of shit. She's seeking attention. Mm-hmm. All of them are. They were all reaping the all benefits. All of a sudden, now you want to tell the truth. So you said, Jocelyn, because you slept with me while I was a minor. The girl's only two years older than you. When her and mm-hmm. R. Kelly recruited you, you were 17 years old, as you said. And you said that y'all but here's the other thing. These parents you until you turn 18. However, y'all lived in Chicago. The age of the consent, the age of consent in Chicago is seventeen. It is not statutory rape unless somebody is four four years or more older than you. If Jocelyn was nineteen and you was seventeen, that ain't statutory rape. Why you trying to get that girl brought up on charges? You licked her cootie cat or whatever had you, and she licked your ass back. Go sit your ass down. Okay, you Ray, was old Ray, enough to on. know what the fuck you was doing. Ray, hold on, I got a question. Um, one of the listeners asked me. Said they said, do you think? So do you think they were fucking or they weren't? Who? Um, the Jocelyn girl They all were. They all was having sex together. I'm pretty sure they were. That was part of the conditions of being his girlfriend. You had to have somebody got to scratch that in. Whatever he did. Whatever he required of I, you, that's I what the hell you had to do. I don't doubt that they was bumping coochie. <laughs> so, what were you going to say about the parents? Because, like, looking at this whole surviving R. Kelly shit from the beginning. Everybody I was like, needs to I be like Everybody, exactly. Like, yeah. And that's what I was getting at. I'm not saying the parents knew everything no, that was going on, but if you're from Chicago, but if you're from Chicago, everyone in Chicago knows his reputation. So for you to try to act and play dumb like you had no idea the way this man was, there was people talking about from the 90s, he would sit outside the McDonald's by the high school and recruit teenage girls. So we're not going to sit here and act like this is something new or that it started with Aaliyah. It started before Aaliyah. This is something that he's always done. It's like mentally he stayed in high school, and even when he knew better, he still tried to use the excuse, oh, I was traumatized as a child. Okay, you're not the only person traumatized as a child. You have the decision. I I believe that the parents knew what they were doing. They thought their kids were going to get a shot at R. Kelly. They were going to be the next big star. And they figure if you get close to him, you could do this or that. Because even if you listen to the way Azrael's parents told the story, oh, he informed us that he was going to be mentoring our daughter. And we, we sent my other daughter to watch over her. Get the fuck out. Like, stop. I'm sorry. So You're not going to tell me. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Another question I just received, because y'all know about this better than me. Um. So why are people mad at the the girl? You just said her name. Jocelyn or Azrael? Azrael, yeah. They, 
they mad at Azrael because all of a sudden now that the, the the part what is this part two or part three of the documentary is coming out, now all of a sudden you're done and you said you accused that girl of sleeping with you as a minor and you're trying to get her brought up on charges so she jumped on your ass because why all of a sudden is it now that you want to file charges and you feel some type of way when you was just with me on a conjugal visit with this nigga in the prison, but now you feel some type of way. We just came back. It was on his birthday. They just came back from visiting him, and all of a sudden, you on live popping off at the mouth because you supposedly going home to your folks or whatever the case may be. Because as it was being said, Osriel wasn't in charge of the money. Jocelyn was. So if she wasn't going through Jocelyn to get the money, then she wasn't getting no money. So I feel like she felt some type of way because she ain't had control of the money the way she wanted to, and she felt like he was favoring Jocelyn more. She felt some type of way and decided, oh, now I'm going to blow the lid off the whole thing because she said he got people like me lying for him, and we knew you was mine. You ain't telling us nothing. We don't already know, sis. We just don't care at this point. We don't feel sorry for you. You old enough to know right from wrong. You knew what the fuck you was doing right along with your parents. I said, he should not be the only one behind bars. The parents should be That's behind right. bars. And his manager, his the agent, the one who was bars. there. When, 90% the one of the that was there when him and Aaliyah got married needs to be arrested. Exactly. 90% of these parents are sitting here playing like they didn't know what was going on. This man was sending y'all checks for y'all kids. Y'all was pimping y'all mm-hmm. kids out to this grown-ass man. I don't buy that bullshit that you didn't know. It was right there playing front and center in your house, and I don't feel like he was holding nobody captive because it was simple as making a phone call and the same way the door opened to let your ass in and could let you out. You really want to get by that bad. He was allowing y'all to make phone calls. You could have told somebody, call the police. Uh-huh. Or let's jump into topic three because, or maybe she might have just felt like her loyalty lied to him. Because, once again, like I said, the well is running dry. The money's running out. But maybe back then the money was coming in. So, yeah, you'll take this hush, you know, hush money, as they call it. He was paying for what they were, his money's paying for what they were living. My nigga, if you pay the kitchen, they living in the Trump Tower in Chicago. Eating caviar, baby. having door-to-door car service. They ain't got a little finger. You got motherfuckers coming in and washing clothes and handling business for you. So, again, it had to be something between you and Jocelyn, and you felt some type of way that all of a sudden now you had to change your heart. Because even now, you still going live hashtagging on the run with Osriel. Like, girl, you think because you moved back home with your so-called parents, and honestly, I don't feel like you moved back home with your parents. I honestly feel like you took the little bit of money you had and went and bought you your own spot. Uh-huh. Was was Kels married to Jonathan? No, he's not, he's, he, he's not married to anybody at this point. The only person, the only person he was ever legally married to is what's her face, Andrea, the dancer chick that he got all. Yeah, Andrea with her lying ass. Uh, she another uh-huh. one. One minute it's lock him up, throw away the key, and one minute and the next minute it's that's the father of my children, and you know Robert is still a human being. Girl, you want the check or you don't? 
if he was such a horrible person <laughs> and he treated you like shit, why is you still running around with this man last name? Cut it the fuck out. Thank you. I will want no Because if I don't want nobody to do nothing with nobody, I'm going to get rid of the name. Don't associate with me with that motherfucker. He ain't nothing to me. That's just my baby daddy, my kid's firm donor. I don't want his uh-huh. last name. I don't want nothing from him. But what happens, okay. But what happens when it's just not that easy to get away? What you mean it's just not that easy to get away? Um, you okay, so I'll speak on this because I've heard of situations where when you say, oh, it's not easy to get away physically, yes, you can get away. But I know someone who was in um, an abusive relationship for quite a while, and they had no choice but to say because it had gotten to the point where this person was allowed to control everything from finances to bills and all that. So when the person did think about leaving, when she thought about it, she's like, I literally, we have to start from nowhere. Meaning like I would have to take my kids, put them in the shelter. That is their biggest shelter. enemy. No, but listen, Fear of the unknown is a person uh, in an abusive relationship, biggest enemy. You can always leave. There is always another side to that. Whether it ends in, it happens, and I'm sorry that it happens that way, whether it ends in death, which means God is ready for you, or it ends in you leaving and have to start over. To me, there's nothing wrong with starting over. I mean, it's okay. not a simple thing. Oh, let's just start over. Like, it's not that. Yeah. I don't think it's that simple. It's, like, yes, not, you cap- you absolutely it, can, but it's not something that you could just say, oh, I'm going to start over today. Like, no, like, you have to, you have to yeah, plan this out. I'm sorry, y'all believers in God Y'all believers in God So you can plan all day long You can plan everything that you want to Have it right lined up how you think that it's supposed to go And God be like, "Ah, that's not how it's going I said you walk out on faith And I got the rest I'm all for that But even with saying all of that I still believe that it's not that simple So I've been in a situation to that nature. It, I mm-hmm. said fear is your worst enemy. But mm-hmm. if you really want out and you're really fed up with a situation, no matter what is looking at you on the other side, you're going to leave. That's you're out. That's like, I agree. When it's you're fed death, up, you're fed if up. If it's but... death on the other side for me, then I'm going to take it. But mm-hmm. I got to get out of this situation. When you fed up, you fed up. When you fed up, you are fed up. But listen, thinking of R. Kelly, when a woman's bed, remember she threatened. He 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 went through the chronicles. She took she cut up all his clothes. She cheated on him. She told him he gonna get his karma. She told him if you don't get it together, somebody gonna be in your bed cashing your check, dealing with your kids. She threatened him in the whole nine yards, and when she was finished, she was finished. She said, "I'm out. You got it." You could keep everything you ever bought me, anything that you said you ever done for me, keep it. I'm gone. It ain't if I got to be sleeping in a shelter to have peace, I'm out. I absolutely agree. I have never been in that physical situation, but I also understand that if you, like you said, are crippled by fear, you're not going to move because you realize this person controls everything. Like they have all the money, everything is in their name. So even if I wanted to start over and get my place, I can't because I don't have anything to my name and I have no credit. I have no nothing because this person has controlled everything. And it's a tough situation. I pray to God that I, 
it's a have no one in my family that ends up in a situation like that. But yes, it is 100% on faith. And I actually literally feel sorry for people that have no faith because it's just like, I don't know how you live without having any type of faith in God. Like, I just I mean, don't understand it. I mean, none of us... None of us know God's plan. It's like Rain said, okay, it might be for death. But that's a real fucked up. Wait. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you. Go ahead, finish, and then I, I have something to say. Go ahead. Um, it ties back into something that we were watching. And the girl, to the point, she tried to get away, she tried to get away, she tried to get away. It goes back to what you said about the whole control thing and the fear of. Now, it should have ended really bad for Shorty. Shorty could have died. Shorty didn't get away due to the simple fact of dude had her tied up to a to a baby crib. The nigga was literally beating the shit out of her every day. It was an episode of Fatal Attraction. I just don't remember Okay, what I was the name getting at, like, who was he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is on Fatal Attraction. And, I mean, when you look at the situation of, on how it was, because, you know, they, they dramatize everything. I mean, uh-huh. looking at it on how it was, I'm like, nah, she could have did she could have did something. When she finally did get away, Dude found her. I guess it whispered a bunch of sweet nothing, and she was right back. I said, I don't. What I will say on this subject is that whether it be men or women, I will say that there are always times before it gets that bad. I'm not going to say that they're all that noticeable, but there's always some type of sign before it gets to whooping your ass and tying you to a freaking dead post or something. Like, there's I always I mean, when have you ever heard of someone say, oh, from day one, from the first date, he beat me. From the first time I met him, I just knew he was crazy, but I was scared, so I didn't leave. No, it always starts with, <laughs> it always starts with, he was so sweet and charismatic, and he was there for me. And then out of nowhere, he just, you know, changed. Like, that's always the story, whether it be male or female. No, I've oh, heard some so stories in where the he, and he was possessive and stuff. And he was aggressive, huh? but I thought it was cute. I thought he just really That's what I'm saying. Me. Like, there was signs. So I'm not saying Bitch, that not, it took years. Sometimes it could be weeks. Chicken. But the point is, <laughs> it never starts from day one, and there are usually signs. Like, for instance, my, my I'm not going to say who, my family member is in a relationship where it's not abusive physically or anything. And I'm not saying she even has the potential to be abusive like that. But she is very manipulative, and it is a borderline mental abuse because she'll play games with the child. I think I, I don't know if I ever told you about this game, um, Rain. But I will say that this person is very, very manipulative it's to the point where, like, they'll fake being sick or exaggerate being sick or exaggerate situations, and everything is life and death. Everything is just so serious. This chick went to the hospital, like, five different times last year, because everything, I'm having a heart attack. I said, like, you know what I mean? That type of manipulation. And no, she's not abusive to him, but it's like all of those are signs. And, oh, if you leave, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, if you leave, I'm going to do Like, that's all that toxic shit. Like, that's a lot of that can lead to those other things where, oh, I have no, like, my situation. I wasn't in a physically abusive situation, but it definitely was mentally, verbally, and emotionally abusive. And he literally controlled my life. 
And it's crazy because, it, like I said, it did not start that way. It started off lovey-dovey, best friends, we do everything together, blah, blah, blah. And then it turned into when things went wrong, oh, you're going to leave me. See, I have no one but you. And it, they, try, they try to isolate you and make you feel like, see, you're the only one I need. And, you know, I'm nothing without you. And all those things sound real sweet, but it was almost like a, a weird stare when he said it. Like, I literally have no one without you, so I'm going to guilt you in the same with me because if you don't stay with me, my whole life's going to fall apart. And if my life falls apart, it's all your fault. And if it's all your fault, then how are you going to live with yourself? It was like that type of I have, I, I, I have an ex that's like that, and, like, I was oh like, God. you know what? I had gotten to the point where I was like, listen, (laughs) if you kill yourself, you kill yourself. That's not on me. But I can't be. I'm not going to say he killed himself or said he was going to kill himself, but that emotional type of like laying it on real thick, that was a regular thing Mm -hmm. with him. And part of that was the fact that he was a spoiled little brat all his life. And I think what happened is that carried over into his adult relationships, feeling like, oh, I got to get my way by any means necessary. And so that manipulation tactic. That's how this individual was. Mm-hmm. He was actually dumb enough to actually try to kill himself. Like he drunk. Oh no, uh, he wasn't that stupid. That stuff. <laughs> you know this dude drunk and a freeze, and I'm just like, I can't. You not gonna keep emotionally burdening me to feel obligated to you. You kill yourself. That's not on me. I can't. I can't continue to do it. It ain't on me no more. I I, I let go of that guilt. Like, I'm not, listen, again, I'm never into victim blaming, but the reason I say that you can always, I said fear is your biggest enemy, because it got to the point where I was in a situation, and constantly, in everyday basis, being told, if you tell anybody, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. I mean, literally, a gun to my head, I will blow your brains out. Tell anybody, I dare you. After so long of me getting fed up with what was happening to me on a daily basis, I was just to the point where, like, listen, God, I can't do this no more. And if it means that I'm supposed to meet you to get out of this situation, and so be it. If it means that I got to die to be free of what's going on, then I'm ready. I spoke the fuck up. You going to kill me, then kill me. That means I'm supposed to meet the Lord, but I'm not putting up with this shit no more. Well, I'm glad you're here. And nobody believed me, but hey, I felt better knowing that it was out. The person stopped with their bullshit, and I got removed from the situation. Jesus like I said, I'm glad you're here. My and it wasn't your time. He writes up all my scriptures. So if anybody is listening that is going through something... In uh, an abusive relationship, rather physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is, and you feel like you want out, I am here to tell you, and there are several people that will tell you there is light on the other side. It may not seem like it because everything in his or her name or whatever the case may be, but if you're ready to leave, leave. Walk out on faith. God will handle the rest, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, amen. Um, so I got a question. Um, I wanna, I, I do want to get number three in here. Yes, I've so, been waiting to talk about this. I had this, I had this conversation at work. I mean, I, I know you want to go a different way with it, but I'm just using it for for a loyalty standpoint. 
last year when I was working, had a coworker ask me, well, if your best friend, if your wife cheated on you, which your best friend, rather? Lord God. <laughs> who is at fault? Both of them. Both of them. If it's he, best friend, yes, both of them. Wait a minute. Wait if a it's minute. just a random dude, wife. But he automatically said that because it was a female that asked it. But he automatically said the guy that responded, he's automatically said, Oh. The my, wife, um, right? No, nah, he said I think he said it's friend. And I was like, eh, wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. How they say it? How they ghetto people say it? Bofum. So. B-O-F-F-U-M. <laughs> I mean, what, what what do y'all think? I mean, because your loyalty. is supposed to be with your spouse at the end of the day. But I'm holding yeah, in, in, in order of priority, spouse is first. Next, they're both at fault, but as far as who's more culpable, the one who made the vows to you, and the friend just needs his ass whooped. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a whole, I'm a, I'm a handle my spouse first, then I'm gonna break off into your ass. <laughs> Cause you supposed to be my road dog, my ace, my right in the hole, all that, and you betrayed me with the one person that I stood before God and took vows with. Both of y'all wanna die. Uh mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Both of y'all went down. That's how I feel. God, this is how they supposed to go out? All right, I got you. They're going to go out together. they <laughs> old hands. Before you know what's sad at this point? I've been through so much in my marriage. I don't even think I have best friends anymore. I actually do. I have one. I have one. Let me not lie. Yes. But she was never, she never had the title of best friend because I don't really do the titles anymore as, as a grown ass woman right. in my mid 30s. Because at the end of the day, it's funny because I'm. I have um, a family member. I have custody of a family member now. And that person is a teenager. You know, when you're a teenager, your friends are everything, and they're your friends for life, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I had to explain to him. I was like, first Only of all, the people you know today are not going to be the people you know five years from now. And he was like, he swore up and down, oh, no, this is my bro, this is my brother. You know, it's deeper than that. And I'm like, ain't nothing deep at your age. You're 18. Like, shut the hell up. No, and, um, sometimes it happens. Sometimes. Some, Very not most sadly. of the time, not half the time, sometimes, yes. Because what I explained to him, I was like, it's not that you can't have strong bonds. No one's saying that. But what I will say is that as life happens to you and life uh, life changes and, you know, responsibilities change and priorities change and life directions people change. change, people change, which means that that bond that you once had with these people is no longer there. And you'll always have those memories. It's no hard feelings either. It's just, you know, you fall off with people. And pretty much social media is probably the only time you'll ever communicate with these people. And you'll, you won't be hanging out with them, chilling with them anymore. And it's no, like I said, it's no hard feelings. Not like you had an argument with them. It's just not the same. So I hey, will say that all the struggles I went through. Apart. Yes. And like I said, like, it's, it's no hard feelings. So with my situation with my husband, those hard times I went through where I literally wanted to throw in the towel and just give up on everything, those people just weren't there for me because, you know what, they had their own lives. They had their own stuff going through. But what I didn't appreciate, which kind of leads into the subject um, we were getting into, which is the one-sided relationship, that's what got to me the most. The hurt is that I'm such a loyal friend and such a loyal person 
that even if it's not my problem, if I consider you like family to me, your issues, not so much that they're my issues, but I feel what you feel because I'm an empath. And what I found is that when I was going through my stuff, my shit was just my shit and that was it. And that's what hurt. It's like, wow, okay. But I learned. I'm thankful I learned it. But I learned to preserve my energy for myself and for those who deserve it. And, you know. That's why I call you my soul sister. We two girls caught from the same cloth. (laughs) And, like, it, it, it hurts. Like, if you're an empath like me, which I'm not sure if you are or not, it hurts more when you're an empath. Because I could be a complete stranger. And I don't have to know you from a can of paint, but if I hear something about your story, it's going to touch me like it happened to me, just hearing you talk about it. So imagine if I really have feelings for you, we have a history, and you do me dirty like that. Like, I was hurt to my core to the point where I still sometimes, like, even now, like, I'm not about to cry, but you know you get that weird feeling where your gut drops. Just talking about it, I feel emotional. And this happened in, like, 2014, 2015, but it still hurts today because I would never do that to this person. But I had to realize, it's literally just me and my husband in this world right now. Like, people who I thought would have been there for me and that I definitely would have been there for them, like, crazy life situations would happen and they didn't even want to hear it. Oh, I'll call you back. I got this going on, da, da, da. And then down the line, mm-hmm. when they're wondering why I'm kind of distant towards them, I remember one conversation was had, oh, you're not the same anymore. You don't talk to me anymore. You don't open up. You give me one-word answers. And then when I had to lay into them and let them know, when I was going through X, Y, and Z, you weren't there for me. And I'm not asking you to give me a dollar, and I wasn't asking you to bail me out of this situation. I just wanted the ear to listen. I just wanted you to call me and say, girl, are you okay today? You want to talk for a couple minutes? Let's go out to lunch, like something. You didn't have to fix the situation. Sometimes I just needed the ear. And I definitely did that for you, even when I was going through shit. I shut up about my problems just to listen to you and let you talk. I was dying inside, but I still shut my mouth, and I allowed myself to listen to you. You know what this person said to me? Oh, why didn't you tell me? Bitch, are you kidding me? I told you multiple times. (laughs) I even pulled up screenshots of me telling the person what was going on. Oh, well, I didn't see that. Yes, the fuck you did. It's just you were so wrapped up in your own life and your own stuff. You didn't give a damn about what I was going through. To stop and see how I felt. You did not care at all. Mm-mm. And like, oh Lord, I can go into it, but it would give away who the person is and if they're listening to this, like, but I can't. But I, I kid you not, mind you, like I said, this was years ago. But at the same time, that hurt is still there to the point where I cannot call this person my best friend anymore. This person Absolutely. still calls me their best friend. I don't say it back because I don't feel that way anymore. I don't hate you. I still love you. Your child is still my godchild. I will always be there for the child. God forbid anything happens to you, I'm gonna ride out for that kid like it's mine. But at the same time, those feelings I once had for you are not there anymore because. You killed that. Like, just your complete disregard for my situation killed that. And yeah, it, it, it's still kind of hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. And, but, and then sometimes, ahead, like finish. you said, you just, you, just want, you just want somebody to be the ear. Sometimes you don't even want just them listen. to say nothing. That's all I need it. It's like... Me like, and obviously Chuck no one could have fixed are my a problem, great example of learning that in your marriage, in your relationship, you got to be your pillar for each other because uh-huh. the energy that you are giving into everybody else, they're not going to reciprocate that. Not at all. And I had to teach him, and he taught me in ways what it was to reciprocate what you were giving like, it's okay to give, but you can only give so much until your cup is empty. If my, if I, if my cup is full and I'm constantly pouring into your cup or your beaker Wait, so that you don't second. dry out. 
when does it come back? Uh, we got a polar bear in the background. Uh, <laughs> yo, somebody uh, just hit my line and told me that. Yeah, somebody's snoring. Snoozing something. Oh, crap. Snooze control. <laughs> That's some good sleep. Yo, shout out to Indiana. Good looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, I just, I had to learn the hard way. It took for my cup to come become completely empty to for the devil to jump in and take a pounce on trying to take my life for me to realize, hold up, Mm-mm. stop, reevaluate, and the people that are surrounding you, who are suck, who what individuals are sucking you dry? When people are pour, letting you pour into them and they not pouring back into you, them people you need to cut ties with. And I even I was so because I the person that I am, I even sat down and gave them even more energy and was like, listen, this is what I'm going through in my life. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I feel like I need back out of this relationship for reciprocation so that my cup is filling up as I'm filling yours up. Some people was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. I didn't see the signs, da 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 And I apologize, and I'm going to be the person that you need me to be. And it sounded good. And at first, some people was actually trying to do that. And then I started going through stuff, and then people started falling down by the wayside. And the whole time, and even Chuck was going through it with me simultaneously. We realized the people that were really for us and the people that were really against us in those situations because it became uh, me praying for him and him praying for me for a peace of mind and also praying that, you know what, God, you said, leaning not onto my own understanding. And these people uh-huh. had some strong, we had some strong feelings for these people. So God, Put me at peace. Give my mind and my heart and my soul the understanding as to why these bonds have been broken with these people so that I don't pick it back up and fall back into that situation because you really got some some energy vampires out here. These people will suck uh-huh. on dry and keep uh-huh. pushing and go on to their next victim. What I wanted we to say about... To like um, we got to learn how to live our best lives. <laughs> um, I what I was going to say is <laughs> I know that um, In one situation I had A friendship with someone who She and I at the same time Were going through very similar things And it was like uncanny Like the amount of BS we both were going through Like same time period Like it just was crazy So anyway it, it It hurt me that this person I started to build that bond thinking, oh, this is my new BFF because the other one hurt me, right? Big fucking mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I said I don't even do the best friend thing anymore, right? So um, me and her, we started not so much using each other, but going back and forth and, like, ping-ponging, you know, our feelings off of each other. And it was awesome because we had such a strong bond. We Both both our kids are the same age. Um, her son, her child is three weeks younger than my first one and then her second one. Is three weeks younger than my like it was just crazy like we just we, we went through so much and so it got to a point where like shit got really heavy like extremely heavy for me and I figured you know who's gonna have my back if anything this one right 
No. <laughs> Once again, here I am checking on her, sending text. Hey, good morning. You okay? Like, like I said, it, I couldn't really help her situation, but just, hey, girl, how you doing? Like, that's enough. So I sent her the text in the mm-hmm. mornings, and then I noticed that over the course of like a month or so, I'm always reaching out to you first. And then I said, okay, let me just see something real quick. So I went like two, three days without hearing nothing from this person. I'm like, wow. Okay. So then I just text, hey, you good? Everything? Oh, yeah, hi, I'm good. Da, da, da. Haven't talked to you in a few days, been busy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So then she starts going into her issues. And I'm like, wow, you didn't even ask me how I'm feeling. Like, okay. So then second test. Um, I had access to a car for a little while because at the time I didn't have a car. My mom was going on vacation and said, okay, I'm going to let you use my car for about a week because she knows I had the kids. My little one was, like, maybe a couple months old. She was like, it's cold out. You know, take the car, do what you got to do, handle some business, run some errands. I'm like, all right, cool. So then she found out I had the car, and now you want to text me first. Cool. And it's just like, it really pissed me off because now I'm just like, my faith in humanity is just gone now. Like, it was just freaking gone because I'm like, damn, you I can't trust with anybody. You, it's only good for them when you can benefit them. Ooh, oh, my God. You, you, we talking, my life is in shambles, you feel me? You understand what I'm going through. Ooh, you pouring into my cup, you filling me up. My cup is full. My life is turned around. I don't need you no more. I'm sorry that you're going through whatever you're going through, but I don't need that negative energy around me, all that. My cup was filled with Metamucil and other fillers, and it just caused a bunch of shit. And that's all that happened. That's all that happened. <laughs> you know, the fillers that you give certain clients, they can't eat food, but it's like a thickener, so they don't yep. like, that's what the hell my cup was filled with. It was filled with bullshit. <laughs> and I just, I can't. Like, it's just looking back, it's like, I feel... I'm thankful because she did get me through some really hard times where I literally felt like I had no one. But that hurt is just, like, it's something permanent. Like like I said, to this day, like, I still don't have hard feelings for this person. Like, I can't because I realize that some people just don't have it to give. Like, some people don't know how to love yeah. properly. Some people genuinely do not know how to be a friend. They don't know how. And then what I've noticed is relationships that this person has with other people, she's the same way. So I just realized, oh, it's her. It's not me. I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Just how they this just, they they're used to, to being catered to. They're used to being babied by everyone and uh, catered to. So, therefore, when it comes to giving that love back, they don't know how to do that because they never had to. And I was just like, okay, well, now maybe it's just me. I need to use discernment with dealing with certain people. So, that's something yeah. that I have acquired over time. I've learned to discern who is a vampire and who isn't. Yes, I have that's learned I have over no time. Except for you. <laughs> I, I have learned over time that the best person when you feel in the way is to talk to is your spouse. And if your spouse can't help you figure out whatever it is that you're feeling, take it to the Lord. <laughs> like literally, Chuck is my witness. If I'm going through something at this point, I'm either talking to you, him, or I ain't talking to nobody. Very uh, no sense to my I'd grandma, but I very suddenly talk to her now. I just be like, you know what? I don't feel like he's gonna understand it. I don't want to offend him, invite him. And I be like, Tere got what she be having going on. I don't want to burden her with this bad energy. Let me just go pray. Mm. And the other times, you know, especially if it's something that I'm not gonna say it's a repeat problem, but like it's a problem that hasn't been resolved for a minute. You don't want to talk about it anymore to anyone else, at least. Because you feel like, for one, you feel like you're burdening them. For two, you feel like, besides what can you really do, do you honestly give a damn about what I'm talking to you about? 
And it just gets to the point where you really don't feel comfortable even sharing anything. You just rather keep it to yourself and God. And then, and then it's like, like you said, you don't want to burn it, nobody with it, right? And then you uh-huh. said you go pray about it. And for some odd reason, this just dropped in my spirit. And this is going to be a stretch trying to get spiritual people on this show. But I think it could work. It's like, okay, in reality, what if you went to pray about it? And then it's like, damn, you burdening me too. Not that that would happen, but that was just a thought that just came to my mind for some odd reason. Excuse me? I mean, I get where you was going with that, but I don't, that's blasphemy. The Lord said, come to me with your problems. Lean not to your own understanding. Ask me for understanding that shall be yeah, granted, that, not when you want it. But, but when saying, I see that you... In the standpoint, if we didn't have that, a lot of us would be screwed. That's 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 all I was saying. Yeah. That's, oh yes, you're right. You know. If we didn't have, that's why I said I don't know where I would be if I didn't have my faith. I'm gonna make y'all laugh though. Sometimes when you uh-huh. go pray on it, and you be like, I don't want to burden nobody with my problems. God is turning around and be like, your answer lies within such and such. Go talk to him. Uh huh. And he'd be like, God, I don't want to put these people in my business. I said, if yeah. you want yes, to understand that, that and you want year. my answer, go talk to him. Like I said um, earlier, you guys heard me say this afternoon how um, last year was the year of me stepping out of my comfort zone. I have, ever since all that stuff was happening with me in like 2014, 15, like honestly, 2012 was probably the worst year of my life. The second worst year of my life was 2015. And since then, I have had no communication with other people regarding my problems, my business, or nothing. So I've just kept everything to myself, never asked for any help, never asked for advice, nothing, right? So this past year, I kind of had to do that. And it's not so much that I had a pride thing, like, oh, I got it, Lord, I got it, I ain't got to tell nobody. It wasn't that. It was just a matter of I don't trust anyone. And just like how Rain said, sometimes God would be like, go talk to this person. And in my head, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, you remember what happened? Yeah, hell yeah. Hey. <laughs> But then I had to swallow my pride. I'm like, God wouldn't tell me to do this over and over again. And like, he would do it to the point where it's like it's confirmation. Like he would have someone else bring up that same yeah. name, not even knowing that person knew that person. And they would say, oh, you should ask so-and-so. I'm like, damn, fine. Now I got to do it. <laughs> so then when I go to do it, it's like miraculously the, the doors open. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I got you. I got you. And I always say, not to say, not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to God, but God is a comedian in my eyes in some ways. Especially yeah, in my life, when he say? does stuff, he cracks me up all the time because he'll say he'll do stuff in my life that you just have to laugh. You just feel like, yo, really, God, really, and it's just like it just it, everything comes full circle. That's what I'm getting at. It's like everything comes full circle. Stuff that you think has nothing I, to do with anything has everything. To do with I'm gonna give you a prime example of that, and then I'm done for the night. I don't have nothing else to say after that. But I'm gonna give you a prime example how we met, how we officially met. Had seen you all the time show up in service. I was like, oh, she looks like a nice person. But, <laughs> mm, you know, I'll, I'm not friendly with females. Females mm-hmm. mixy. They come with drama. I'm uh-huh. just going to stay in my lane. <laughs> then a fellow member, elder from the church, was like, oh, I know that you, Brother, brother Chuck mentioned X, Y, and Z, and that y'all were going through and y'all needed some help with this, that, and the third. Such and such is having this program on this day, you guys should go. 
And I'm like, I tell you, tell you, I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't even know this girl. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. And I don't feel comfortable with the fact that she's discussing my life with other people. What is wrong mm-hmm. with you? And he was like, no, nah, you're overreacting. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not overreacting. That's how gossip starts. And I was like, you know what? Your name. Like, you're overreacting. Said, you're doing she too much. said, I know a family. Let's but just she go and just go see what's going on. And I was like, I got to pray about it. Because if God tell me not to go, then I ain't going. I prayed and God said, you said you wanted this situation to be fixed, you got to go. No, I'm not doing that. I said, I, I, I said, go. I was like, nope, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do everything but do that. <laughs> everything that I tried to plan so that I was not going, God was like, I, I, you're going. <laughs> so we ended up there. Look now. Yeah. I love you. Oh, that's not what I I love you, too. <laughs> Oh my God! Let's do an air hug. Oh, pat pat pat. Woo 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 woo. woo. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm telling you, like life is just very interesting, and life is really a roller coaster. And sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's scary, and ultimately, I think it has to do halfway with you and halfway with God. So, like you said, you can make all the plans in the world, and God can be like, "Yeah, all right, no." And then. Sometimes God wants you to make plans so you can bring it to him, just like how today we were talking about how um, people making vision boards and stuff. All, right, all that is cool and great, but without Did you God, consult with the Lord? The vision, yes. <laughs> the vision is nothing Did without you consult him. Because with at the Lord, end of the day, you can not... do everything right and everything come crashing down. So, yeah. Yep, my favorite thing that I got for today, and I'm going to carry it throughout 2020, are your angels on assignment or are they bored? Are they active or are they bored? Mhm. Put them to work. I really, That's what for. <laughs> I, I really love that. How many people even prayed about the vision board? Hey, I ain't see y'all stopping praying. Y'all just making a board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ain't God. Well, what I did for 2020 since we're in the new year, and I don't think we discussed this at all, but um, basically what I do every year is I think about and I reflect on the past year things I'd like to happen, like to, not, you know, that this is going to happen, but things I'd like to happen for the current year and some things that i like God to work out. So it wasn't a vision board, but I wrote out a, a list of like 10 to 15 different things that's going on in my life. Like I have a family member that's terminally ill. Well, no, let me not use the word terminally because it's early stages and, you know, I'm not claiming that. So anyway, she has a disease that could be terminal, but it's not going to be. But um, I have another family member who's going through something. So, of course, they're always on my top of my list. Like, you know, Lord, we're going to work on that change of diet along with meds, holistic stuff. Like, you know, all of that. So then the others, (laughs) well, well, me and my husband, we started this year. We stopped eating meat already. We're pescatarians this year. And we're just going to continue on with that. It's much easier than you think. It really is. But um, The Lord got to work on me. I and you like will if you ask for it, because that's what I say. It's to the point where I don't even have a desire anymore. Like it's in front of me. Like my mother-in-law offered because she was here today. That's why the, you didn't see the kids today because she wanted to see her grandbaby. Right. right? So um, she offered to buy us um, White Castle, and White Castle isn't my favorite, but I love those chicken rings. Like those are cracked to me. I love the chicken rings. So even when she brought it back, she um, even when she was on her way back, she said, "Hey, by the way, you want the chicken rings?" I told her no. And normally that would be like, oh. I have to fight this off. No, no, I don't want it. I'm good. I'm good. No, it wasn't even a second of thought. I was like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Just bring me on, uh, bring me a milkshake. And that's it. Like I was good. 
And then just to think about how easy it's getting now, and it's only, what, we're 12 days in, going on day 13. Like, it's been so easy. It was like a, literally God took the taste out of my, my out of my mouth for me. Like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I went to a baby shower yesterday. They had all kinds of good stuff. I had no desire for it. Like, it just tasted like nothing. Like, I don't know. But anyway, I made myself a list of things that I prayed on, and um, I just decided, that, like, like I said, last year was the year of stepping out of my comfort zone. This year is the year of putting these uh, ideas and visions that God gave me a long time ago, but I pushed off with all the excuses in the world. Oh, I don't have the money. Oh, I don't have any time. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I'm too busy with the kids. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. When I tell you last year, all the plans I had to make this money and work at this job and that job, I kid you not. I was pissed at God. I'm not going to lie. I kept feeling like, God, why do you keep snatching these opportunities away from me? But you know what it was? Um, You know what it was, Rain? It was the fact that God said, all your plans are fine, but this is what you're going to do. So he offered me a job in March. It was a job of my dreams. Took it literally three weeks later, the company went under. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm out of work for a month. Get another job working for this tax company, international, you know, uh, business tax. So making excellent money. Every week making like $1,500. Doing mad overtime, and I'm getting bonuses. Like excellent money. I'm like, oh, this is it. That's why God took away that job. I'm good. Eight weeks later, lose that job. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I was so pissed. And in my head, I'm just like, God, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but you need to stop. Like, I get it. You rule my life and this and that, but I, you got to let me know something because I don't understand. And then I had, I, I applied for unemployment. I applied for unemployment. And then after two weeks, I get a denial letter saying, oh, we can't give you the unemployment because your last two jobs were such a touch. So I sent all this paperwork. Ooh. Ultimately, ended up getting, huh? I said, ultimately, Ooh. Yeah, ultimately got denied for unemployment. So I was out of work for almost three months, no income whatsoever. Mind you, I still had rent, still had bills. Thankfully, my husband started a new job that paid way more than his last job, so he was able to hold it down. But I'm still getting pissed because, mind you, I've worked hard my entire life. I've been a full-time worker since the age of 18. Prior to that, I always had two part-time jobs in high school. I used to lie about my hours because I kind of had to because I had a father that was sick, and so I had to step in and pay bills. So pretty much I've been a full-time worker since 15 or 16, right? So this is the first time I've not worked. So you know I'm going insane. I'm, like, cleaning the house 20 times a day, bitching and complaining about stuff that's not that serious, drinking a lot of wine all the time. So I'm just, like, angry, and I'm not understanding. <laughs> and then God told me, you told me a long time ago you wanted to start your own business. You told me a long time ago you didn't have the time. You told me a long time ago you didn't have the energy and it was too much going on. And, oh, I wish I had time to do this. I wish I had time to do that. Why are you sitting on your ass? I told you that it was going to happen. Now is your time. What are you waiting for? He literally slapped me in the face with it because I don't even know who I was talking to. It was a complete stranger. I was in ShopRite. This lady looked me up and down. She said, you look like an entrepreneur. And in my head, I'm just like, I don't know where the hell you're getting at with this, but I kind of like it. <laughs> so she keeps talking. She's like, I keep staying business with you. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I see you doing some great things and you just need to do it. The whole time in the car, I was silent. No radio. I didn't answer my phone. I was just like sitting there like, okay, God is confirming it once again. Because I told you he's a comedian. Everything music. comes full circle. Bring it out. I'm dancing in my bed. So <laughs> <laughs> so when I finally did it, I felt so good. And even though I had some trepidation, I had some hesitation, I had some doubt, some what if, and it still happens to this day. Oh, maybe you should give up. Maybe you should come back to it. But if anybody's listening, they have any type of dream, I'm so sorry. I'm long-winded and I talk forever. But I say this to say that, like, 
you sell yourself short. And once again, like Rain said, fear is your worst freaking enemy. Stop thinking about what if. And guess what? If, if it fails, it fucking fails. At least you tried. How are you going to feel if you never try? And you're 50, 60, 70 right. years old in retirement thinking, damn, I wish I would have at least did this or did that. Like, if it fails, it fails, whatever. But at least step out on faith. Have some confidence in yourself. Develop a plan, whether or not that plan happens or not, but at least you try. Make that effort and, of course, pray on it and put your faith in God. And that's it. Yeah, and it puts you in the also because <laughs> in trying it, you can be at peace knowing that you tried it. That was not meant for you. Or mm-hmm. especially if you get confirmation from God, you tried it. He said, that's not what I have for you. But I needed you to go through that so that you would be open and susceptible to what I need you and where I want you to be. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Y'all taking me to church. I'm done. I'm, I'm, ready, to, I'm any, ready to get my faith. If any other religious leaders, gospel people are listening, as you can see, we ain't always raunchy. That's the positive. I might be preaching and curse every now and then in the middle of the sermon, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the message is the same. <laughs> but I will say that even in my vision, me executing the vision, my ideas have changed several times. Like, God has, like, led me in other ways. So, like, the original idea I had when I first, first started last year has changed immensely. Like, not everything, but, like, a lot of the programs I wanted to do, like, God is leading me other directions, and I know that this is what he wants me to do. So, even if you have an idea... God will probably say yeah, but he might have a revision to what your vision is. So there's nothing wrong with that either. Just go with it. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it on that note. Um we gotta sit back and discuss scheduling and stuff off the air. Right now I'm looking at the twenty sixth. I'm not too sure about the twenty second to the twenty first is my birthday. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, to all the listeners, I'm going to say just focus on the 26th. And hopefully after that, everything will be back to normal and we will have everything figured out. Um, Shout out to everybody who has listened. People that called. I liked it tonight because it wasn't too much talking. I always love it when it's like that. It wasn't too what? I'm sorry. It wasn't too much over-talking, too many people trying to scream at one time. I always love it when it's like that. Oh, when it's us, we don't scream. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Rain can have a disagreement without it turning into a fight. She says what she says, I say what I say, and keep it moving. Yeah, we don't tell each other the EADs and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Every time you say that, I think about the boondocks, because that's all they say to each other. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have nothing else Marley. to say I mean y'all got something to say Y'all go ahead To Ray Nope I'm good Um, Gonna give these children a bath And uh, hopefully Enjoy my little last sip of wine And go to sleep <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Alright so then I close this out uh, as always, thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to call in and listen, listen online, however it is that you listen. We hope that each and every time that you listen to us or watch us live or whatever may have you have you get to the show, that you take something out of it that is beneficial to you in your life. 
we'd like to pour into your cup. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Of course, thank you to my uh, co-host. It, it, it's always lovely <laughs> when we gather. Always, always. On Real Life Spill. <laughs> um, God bless. And I, I'm just, good night. Or whatever God, or whatever your higher being is that you believe in, may they bless your life in abundance and keep you protected. I'm out. Good night. Good night. Good night. Let's go to church, y'all. <laughs> alone in a world. It's just me and you. I feel so lost. Cause I don't know what to do. Now what if I choose the wrong thing to do? I'm so afraid, afraid of disappointing you. Oh, I need to talk to you and ask you for your guidance, especially today when my
Real Life Spill, hosted by the AMC duo, Chuck C. and A-Rain. Real Life Spill. <laughs>